And welcome back to the Lambency Show. I am Lambency, joined here today with our co-host Mikey RP Gamer for the weekly anime recap. As you'll Thanks, see, man. he is just two dots on the screen. Oh wait, never mind. Oh, he does exist. Look at that. It's illuminating onto his face. Oh! <laughs> Look, it is Mikey <laughs> RP Gamer. Uh, unfortunately, last week and stuff, he was unavailable to do the uh, weekly anime recap due to going on vacation, if I remember correctly. You are correct. So he is back to give us an action-packed show today and stuff. But how was your past week? How was your uh, week off from the weekly anime recap? So it was it was a great holiday, but like at the same time, I feel like I need a holiday to recover from this holiday because it was like a massive family holiday. So it's fourteen of us, and amongst that fourteen, there were four kids under the age of three. My head was like, ah. So great week. I need another holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I feel you on that one. St that one and stuff. But I'm sure you've seen a lot of the stuff we've been doing in behind the scenes in the past week, uh, with that website yes. officially launching and everything. Have you noticed the uh, blog section, which is more like articles? What we're starting to do with that? I have. I've actually started writing my own article. Um... I was going to ask you about that and stuff. If you want to start writing some reviews, since you're already doing that, that uh, you know. We can, we can get that up in there as well and stuff. For those who don't know what we're talking about, let me actually pull this up. Um, grab a new tab. Drag this all the way over here. So we have the LambentCshow.com up and running. Um, and as you see, we have all our latest podcasts. We have a whole bunch of tabs for different things. You can rate our show, become a guest on the show, all that other thing. This is what we're talking about. I'm just going to be obvious. Out, I can like, I'm talking with a company that I made the website with. They don't have a way right now to change blog posts into like news articles or anything else like that, like a different name. But I'm trying to get them to do it. But this is what we're talking about right here. I don't know if you also noticed this. We added the pictures, so you can't tell me this doesn't look more clean than the way we had it before. <laughs> like, uh, so you could see that I did an article about Gamescom 2022 where I talked about some of the top games that we can expect in the near future. Now, it's not a complete list, but it's some of the ones that I'm most excited to see. Uh, and then Vex followed that up with a review of Murdered Soul Suspect. And I followed that up with a game that you couldn't believe people still play and stuff, which was Final Fantasy XV Comrades. Um, and... If you just go into these articles and stuff, you'll see that we actually kind of made it look like one of those uh, better known sites, like an IGN or Games Radar or something along those lines and stuff. We try to make it uh, appealing for people to read. So, uh, but yeah, did you notice how we had the uh, pictures on top of that now? Mikey? Oh no, we lost Mikey. Mikey? His mic's off and everything. His webcam's off. His mic's off. Hello? Uh-oh. It has been a hot minute, Angel Girl. It has been a hot minute. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, technical difficulties, I guess. <laughs> uh, I got a message from him real quick. What's going on here? 
Ah, he's grabbing his food. Okay, okay, that's what's going on. Jeez, left me all alone. I've got to entertain viewers by myself. <laughs> oh, God, what, have, what will I ever do? It's not like I have been streaming for years. I mean, I definitely have. Um, it's fine. We can talk with our viewers. Oh, my God, thank God he's back. I don't have to entertain my viewers. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I was I was scared. All right. You ever order? Uh, do you ever order food and you it comes a lot quicker than you expect it to? I yeah. have one of two things happen. If I order food, it either comes a lot quicker than I expected to, and I just sat down and was doing something, or it comes later than I ex than I expected it to. And at that point, I was doing something, and both times I'm just like, "What? Like really? Now you choose now of all times to do it." You couldn't have done Literally. before? Literally. Literally. <laughs> um, just, just get my breath back. I've run up the stairs so fast. But, uh, <laughs> no, did you, uh, so you weren't here when I said that, but did you uh, see how now the articles now have uh, pictures to go along with them? Yes, I did, actually. It looks uh, so much cleaner now, right? It looks really good. So, yeah, we're definitely moving up. I'm glad to hear that you want to do that. I do have to send you a link so that way you can uh, get in there yourself and do it yourself, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, Vex, Vex has a link, so she could do it and stuff. But one of the things I will recommend, uh, Vex and I, we do this thing. So, basically, what happens is if she writes an article, she'll have me proofread it before it goes live and vice versa. Just because yes. sometimes we catch little minor things, you know? Well, that's the best way to do it. Exactly. And we want to give the best experience we can to our audience. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thelambancyshow.com. Speaking of thelambancyshow.com, before we get into the show, I should bring in to the conversation that we are sponsored by All Things Anime. Uh, you can visit them at atanimeonline.com, where you can find all your latest Funko Pops, uh, anime figurines, and just anime merch in general. Now, they do not have the largest selection, I will be honest. They are a small company, but if you look right here and stuff, they only began in 2021, and they have come a long way. I mean, you can even see it right here when we wrote this about them, that they started uh, in just flea markets. They moved to, like, a little cart in a mall, and now they have their own store, so they are slowly moving up. Are they? Uh, do they do international shipping, or is it just uh, U.S.-based? I don't know. I would have to ask. Um, I'm pretty sure they would, but it might be like a little bit more for shipping because, you know, overseas. Um, yeah, no, that, obviously that makes sense. I just know some of these uh, companies that just pop up don't always do international shipping from the get-go. It'd be cool if they do. And uh, Vex, we are sorry about the six ads. That, uh, you know, that's Twitch's doing. They wanted to increase ad revenue for everyone and stuff so basically it's so annoying yeah it's like every half hour they want like six ads being played so that's basically what's going on on the bright side mikey no longer has to deal with those ads because uh shockingly he became our second subscriber on our channel <laughs> so mikey is now ad free <laughs> that's one of the biggest reasons i did it plus it was my prime sub ah see there you go our other one, because you know how we have, uh, we've always been at one of ten for like ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our other one's on a like a fifty-two month streak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you ever see Kojiro in the chat, that is our longest tenured subscriber. He has been there uh, for even when I, I went like I think nine months before I returned, like with no streams, no nothing, and he kept his sub going. 
So, I mean, that's impressive. That yeah. is impressive. All right. Well, we are getting far off track. So why don't we go? Uh, do into... Do you know amongst all, all this all this chatting by here? I've just inputted every single news article into the fucking document. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad our ra- rambling was of use. <laughs> it was very productive. Uh, so, uh, and uh, by the way, Andrew Girl and stuff, if you want, I might be able to play something with you later and stuff. I'm not entirely sure. It's been a while, though, but we are glad to see you. Um, I, let's I get, will let's apologize get... in advance to everyone. This episode may be slightly longer than usual. I have a lot of shit. <laughs> okay? Well, to be fair, you're covering for two weeks worth and stuff, so that is to be expected. And let, let me put it this way. I'm verging on possibly cancelling my own stream straight afterwards, because I don't know how long this is going to be. Well, I guess gonna <laughs> this is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, starting off the weekly anime recap, we have Black Summoner. So uh, talk to me. What do we got going on here? So, uh, most episodes this week, guys, you'll find that dropped will be usually episode 9 or episode 10. Uh, and this is prime example. <laughs> episode, episode 9 and 10 for Black Summoner were the, over the last two weeks were the ones I watched. Entitled Episode 9, Hero Summoning, and Episode 10, New Family. And Black Summoner just keeps hitting all of the points. They straight on it every single freaking week. And I am not disappointed at all. So, episode 9 was kind of cool. Uh, they finally got their new house, so they're all, like, chilling together. We're getting, like, a kind of, like, family kind of vibe. You're always seeing the community members now. And it's it's really nice to see, like, we're getting some really nice character progression. Um, and Malfina, who's finally in a human form, um, is able to talk to everyone. And they're all like, wait, who are you? Oh, wait, we recognize you. Cool. As she explains how hero summoning works, there's two methods. You can either uh, summon someone who's dead and uh, uh, allocate X amount of MP to summoning them, and however much MP you use will determine their strength. Or you can take someone from another world um, and summon them that way. Now, Kelvin was a special case. He was someone both from another world and someone who is dead. Um... So in his case, he was, you know, he was he was a he was an exception. Um, but he says, okay, I'm gonna give it a go, and I'm gonna summon someone. So he does it. He some he uses all of his MP by one point to summon, and he gets really confused because what comes out is a is a about ten to twelve year old little girl called Rion, um, who of course has a sad backstory. Uh, presumably Japanese. In her last life, she had a chronic illness where she wasn't able to... She was basically bedbound. Uh, and all she could do to keep herself happy was immerse herself in these fantasy novels. Um, so we had things like, oh, going on adventures, you know, typical isekai kind of no- novellas that they were reading. Um, and now she's able to experience this world, and she broke down crying. Like he, he was like, "Well, I've summoned you, but I kind of feel bad. You're so young um, to make you like serve me." Um, and she was like, "I, I will do anything. I, I can walk. I can run. I can explore this new world, the worlds that I've only ever read of in books." And my guy, I, I will not be kidding you when I was like, "Oh my god, I'm crying here." The fucking they, they were deep with this character like right from the get go, 
um, I was like well impressed. But we learned something else that was interesting. Demon kings are not born demon kings. Each demon king has this a power uh, ability, which as they do, and I might be wrong here, so please be with me if I go back and I check this. I may need to correct myself next week. But I believe it's if you do bad act or kind of like kind of like Kelvin's way that he's addicted to fighting. I'll touch on that again. As you do more things like that, the evilness in you, the demon king in you, it will grow. The power will grow. The realization, the 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 dark aura kind of thing. I don't. It wasn't really explained very well. Maybe poorly translated. But there's basically an ability that by you doing certain acts will make you more and more like the demon king. And only demon kings have this ability inherently. So. If a demon king for a generation is brought into a world, but they do absolutely nothing bad in their lives, they will never become the demon king uh, until the next cycle. My theory is already touching on this. I'm like, well, MC, addicted to fighting, already met the hero's party, haven't even seen the demon king yet. Hmm. I wonder who the demon king is going to be. Hmm. I'm telling you now when I say, if they don't turn around to me and say... Kelvin's gonna be the Demon King. I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna snap because this, he's, this setting him up. If he's not gonna be the Demon King, we take to the streets and we riot. We riot. You're not wrong. Uh, but that was like, so we learned some interesting information in episode nine. We got a new character, and then episode ten hits, and uh, land. I kid you not when I say we had the typical Isekai harem anime opening. This guy is in bed, he wakes up, he, t- he opens his eyes, and he, se- he sees Sarah in front of him, he turns around to his behind, he says, Mo- he sees Morfina behind him, pulls up the blanket below his legs, he sees uh, Rian, Rian but a blow at him, and he's like, how the fuck did this happen? I, I, you can see in my notes here, I put in purple, like my little long thoughts, typical harem anime. <laughs> you can't even... I did even... notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. I'll be honest, between, uh, I mean, since we got Vex in here, too, it's funny sometimes when I talk to you, too, and stuff, and I forget certain things, because you're like, it's been like this since the first time we did an episode, and I've been seeing all I'm thinking myself is, yeah, but the way you guys write files is so different. (laughs) I look at these, and I'm like, oh, yeah, which one's which again? Vex, should, should we coordinate ourselves and make it as extra difficult for him next week? Just, just, Please just, just don't, because if you do, difficult. I'm going to be forced to retaliate. <laughs> you wouldn't oh. like it when the tech guy is angry. <laughs> I'm going to send... Oh God, I, I, I chewed, and I'm still sorry for that yesterday, Vex, but I was... I was rude as heck before yesterday's stream and stuff because Vex was trying to lighten the mood as I'm trying to figure out the tech things and I'm over here like, don't bother me. Leave me alone. I gotta figure this out. Oh yeah, he, he's a dick when he does that. Don't worry, Vex. I've had that too. <laughs> it's not me um, trying to be mean. It's I can't focus when I'm doing tech things. Like It has to be the tech thing and the tech thing alone. <laughs> I know. I know. Vex, I'm gonna send you a copy of, of this document so you can see how I do it, and uh, then you'll see why. <laughs> then you'll understand why he gets like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I thought the last episode wasn't ups- uh, upsetting enough, this one, we find out she never even got to touch a dog. 
So this guy goes out, they kill everything in the forest with his XP sharing ability, so she can level up quickly, and so can his two maids who protect his home. Um, and the, the, he, he tames a shadow wolf, and he gives it to Rion. Now they're like best friends, and the dog is so cute, and they give her an orange collar, and I'm just like, dude, you're, you're like you're like being the best father figure to this kid, and it's, it's amazing without you even realizing it. Um, we have a funny twist here because uh, some of his friends who aren't part of his party come along. They're like, oh yeah, we can do the B-rank um, upgrade mission. We've just got to kill a couple of things in the forest. And some of his party members come back and they're like, ah, shit. We've killed everything in this forest. <laughs> I thought you were going to go the complete opposite direction. I thought we were going to go uh, Sword Art Online and stuff. Let's do a higher level dungeon. Goes into a room. Ooh, a random treasure chest straight in the middle of the room. Let me go over there. Treasure! <laughs> so, before I touch back on this, uh, Vex Control is free. Um, but you can pay a premium to remove ads and to get certain episodes on the week they release. So with some shows, you won't be able to watch the episode on the week it releases. You'll have to wait till the week after, unless you pay the premium subscription. And we will, a uh, side note, if you want things that aren't heavily censored in stuff, 9 anime. <laughs> Just He's not wrong. 9 anime. I was trying to watch, because uh, I haven't watched it yet, though. I know there's been a lot of people who have talked about this one. I don't know if you've watched it, but I was trying to watch Fruits of Grisaia or whatever it's called. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. no. I, I want the uncensored. I'm hate... also willing to, to share my Crunchyroll with you if you're interested in that. I, I share it with a couple of friends. It's no biggie. Um, and they named the wolf Alex. Like, I was just here like, is Alex really a dog name? I don't... I, no. No, I, I couldn't think of a Dog, Alex being like a dog kind of name. Um, but yeah, so the, his friends party were they they weren't put out. They they kind of understood and they were like, "Oh, so oh good, my guy, it's all good." And then they turned to him and he's like, "Dude, by the way, you ready to take the S rank exam?" And he's like, "Wait, I can take the S rank exam? Oh shit!" And this is the guy who's been trying to keep it like underneath um the radar. And at this point, I don't think he could possibly keep himself under the radar. So, I also noticed as well, in the intermission screens for this anime, it's really cool. If you pause it at the right time, because they are quite quick, you can see detailed uh, character details for each character that comes up. Like their HP stats, their skill stats, what rank their skills are, uh, what class they are. And it's a really cool like little addition uh, that I've never mentioned before. Um... And then we learn at the end of this episode that the five generals of the eastern country are planning to start a war. And uh, as they voted for this war, uh, the war was passed three to two, so it, it looks like they're going to start a war. But they're underestimating all the countries, and I don't think they know about Kelvin either. So I can't wait to see them get their asses absolutely handed to them. <laughs> so, very I mean, good two episodes. Kelvin does love his war. Yes. Um, Black Summoner has two, maybe three episodes left. Hopefully it's going to get renewed for a season two. I'd love that. Uh, if not, I'll be sure to update you guys with the, um, manga and the light novel uh, in a few weeks' time once the this season's over. But definitely a very strong candidate for, uh, this season. 
All right, so it sounds like you enjoy these two episodes uh, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, they were very on, good. And now to <clears throat> see if I can do any shock factor. Let's see if I get this right this week. We have Ruby Ice Queendom. Oh, love, I love you. Did I finally get it right? <laughs> yeah, you got it. Do right. I get a cookie? <laughs> you can have two cookies. Can we get through this? Random ad that popped up, even though I pre-screened to get rid of the ad before. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Ruby Ice Queendom. <laughs> so, Ruby Ice Queendom, as I mentioned before, I've been quite underwhelmed with. I want, It doesn't really hold a candle to the original series, but it's good. Okay, it's good. I would rate it a solid 7 out of 10. This week, we had episode 10, Mirror of Darkness, and episode 11, Light in the Shadows. Now, I'll be honest... When it comes to these shows, you may have noticed, if I'm really into the anime, I can go into depth with the others. I can just get over, like, what happened. Unfortunately, Ruby's fallen into that category more and more because I often, and honestly, for the people who haven't watched the original series might not do this, I often find myself comparing it to the original series. Um, and by the way, I'm so looking forward to the next season. We need an announcement for that soon. Uh, a release date. We know it's coming. We just don't know a date. Um... So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying it, but not as much as I hoped I would. Anyway, episode 10, Mirror of Darkness. So Blake comes up with a plan to let herself be possessed by Jean's nightmare. Um, and in turn, this actually transforms her into negative Blake. She doesn't get like a second persona. She becomes negative Blake. Uh, much like Weiss in her dream world is negative Weiss. Um... And she proceeds to battle negative Weiss, and they are very evenly matched. Um, both their negative forms to be a lot stronger than their normal forms. Um, not really explained why. Whilst the Yang, Jean, and the other group fight off uh, Big Nicholas and the Empire's forces, Ruby is given the Black Relic and confronts Nightmare once more. Now, I mentioned this last time. The amount of times we've come up to this relic now, I'm kind of getting pissed off. We've seen this same bloody tentacle vine thing God knows how many times. Just cut it down, kill it, burn it already. I'm fed up of seeing the same room. Yeah, I got really frustrated with that. Can we, can we just can we just name it a witch? That way we could we, we could say burn the witch. Yes. Also an yes, anime. Also an anime pun. A bad one, but a pun nonetheless. You tried comparing mid to a top tier anime. I'm I'm disappointed there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, you know, it, it had to be done, okay? You're forgiven. Episode 11, Light in the Shadows, however, continues straight off of this. Negative Blake is now overwhelming negative voice long enough to sever a connection to the Nightmare. And Ruby was able to finally defeat the Nightmare itself. Thank God. Unknowingly using her silver eyes in the process, which we still see very f little use of in the original anime, and she doesn't even know they exist at this point in the original anime, so that's kind of a plot hole. She shouldn't have been able to use them. Um, back in the real world, Shion manages to extract the nightmare from Weiss with Yang's help. Blake takes control of herself once again from a negative counterpart, and Team Ruby then work together to bring down the other nightmare. Shion extracts it from Blake. Team Ruby and Jean exit the dream and wake up in their real world. All is good. Sunshine's rainbows, dandelions again. And uh, leads us on to the final episode in episode 12, which I'm kind of like, well, are we just going to have a nice cutesy episode ending? Is that what this is going to be? Or are they going to leave us in a cliffhanger? Are we going to get another Ice Queendom season? I don't know. Reviews-wise, reports-wise, it's not done as good as, as people would hope. So I'm, I'm really not sure. 
Um, so yeah, it was. They were good, but they weren't quite carling, as we'd say in the UK. Fair enough. Now on to a couple of cuckoos. I need a minute for these two, okay? Because, oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. So this week, this week, a couple of cuckoos and Rent-A-Girlfriend just blew my mind, okay? But, oh boy. We finally got the reveal that Nagi has a brother. I repeat, they finally revealed it. And things are starting to come together. Oh boy. So we got episode 19 and episode 20. Episode 19, you've realized it, haven't you? Episode 20, I want to be an adult. Episode 19, so... What starts off leading straight off the last episode, and Erica shows Nagi the picture. And confirms that this is not actually Nagi when he was younger, but it's his older bro brother, Sosuke. Um, and it's his biological brother. Now, she's quite surprised when Nagi, he doesn't really react to the news. He kind of just says, okay, we'll find him. He's not really, like, put out. He's not really shocked. So it's quite underwhelming to her. But for unexplained reasons, we find out that Erica's parents are pretending that Sosuke does not exist. Um, but Erica has always wanted to see him again. She has photos. She has evidence. So... They're trying to pile this off as being Nagi, but it's really not. Um, Erica was even close to giving up being an internet celebrity as her fame has not prompted Sosuke to contact her even once. Nagi decides that they will find Sosuke together by searching for him directly instead of wanting him to contact Erica, and Sashley finally returns from the hospital. Now, Nagi thinks back over every interaction he's had with Erica and convinces himself he was just a substitute for Sosuke, which, if I'm honest with you, I don't think Erica's that kind of person. I think subconsciously at the start, maybe, she was kind of treating him like Sosuke. But I think as time goes on, she really has fallen for him in a way and has really started to see him as a different person. Um, but he goes to his biological parents and confronts them, and they, they deny everything. Um, and they kind of prize see if him and Eric are going somewhere. And then the father kind of touches on, well, Sashi is also Erica's sister. Uh, biologically, so you could marry your sister you've grown up with all your life, and it would still it would give us the same result as if you were to marry uh, Sachi. Kind of pointed out there that if she does eventually find Sosuke, we might have a Sosuke x Erika Nagi x Sachi kind of situation. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. Really? Because they really... I know in the manga, they've uh, he's he Nagi has said to um, Erica that he's in love with her. Uh, so I'm really hoping that they don't go for that route. Like we've had no interaction with Sosuke at all. We don't even know if he is real or if he is a figment. Um. So yeah, and then we lead into episode twenty. I want to be an adult. Nagi returns home frustrated at having learned nothing about Sosuke. And then he just finds Erica and Sachi preparing for summer break. Erica is unsurprised he failed, and surprisingly does agree Nagi uh, could technically marry Sachi. But then goes quiet when Nagi points out, by Sochiro's logic, Erica could marry Sosuke. Out of nowhere, Hiro invites Nagi on a second date to go bicycling. Uh, before they, but wait, before I continue that, I actually, 
who would invite someone on a date on, to go bicycling? Is it just me? Am I am I a lazy bitch, Lamb, or do people Honestly, do that? I feel like that's more of a their kind of culture. I don't feel like that would be out of the ordinary. Uh, but then again, that's also because I feel like uh, the Eastern Europe and American countries are just not. Uh, we care a little less about our overall health and well-being. <laughs> we just eat and do what we want. <laughs> I feel like you, they. You, I feel like they may out. respect their body a little bit more than us. <laughs> you point that out as I'm eating a McDonald's and drinking an M Monster Energy can. <laughs> I'm pointing that out attack. as I'm playing with my man titties. Okay. <laughs> I can see you just pinching your nipples right now. <laughs> um, but yes, on the state that she leaves, um, before they leave, she poses him a riddle, which we don't know the answer to yet. And it's, what is the nearest and farthest thing? On their ride, Nagi thinks about Sochiro's confusing and irritating behavior. He and Hiro arrive at a beach where Hiro reveals the riddle's answer, and at this point, we find out. His family. The nearest and farthest thing is his family. Nagi admits he is frustrated by Sochiro while Hiro admits she wants to grow to an adult as quickly as possible, but doesn't explain why. Sachi has another meal with Sochiro, who outright asks her if she's willing to marry Nagi. Returning home, Sachi begins acting distantly, worrying Nagi with her behavior. She becomes angry every time Nagi acts like an older brother and, in her frustration, asks if she was to propose a marriage to him, would he marry her? He literally exclaims, no, he wouldn't. She's a sister. She's growing up with him. And uh, she pretends to have been joking. So this love square is kind of becoming more and more like a love pentagon at this point if if Sosuke comes into the picture. And I know for a fact there's another character that comes on later on. So we're going to have like a six-sided love thing. It's, it's complex, this guy's life. Okay? He's got girls left, right, and center he could go for. But none of them are like morally correct <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sounds like I my kind of anime because I love seeing those kind of like uh, animes where they get tripped up like I can't go out with you and, but why do you keep consistent kind of thing you know and they all just keep throwing themselves out there meanwhile I'm over here just like yeah no I'm, I'm gonna keep playing with my male titties <laughs> uh some people get all the luck. It is what it is. What can we do? Exactly, right? Uh, so moving on, we have Licorice Recoil. Apologies, I'm going to drink them. <clears throat> episode 10 and episode 11. <laughs> so episode 10 was repay evil with evil. Um, Chisato breaks the news that she's going to shut down Cafe Laiko Rico. So that Mizuki and Kurumi don't get caught up in a personal affairs. Takana, having returned back to the day, can't let go of Chisato and feels guilty. Chisato doesn't want anyone involved when she hasn't got long left to live. The Ligaris chase after Mishima, not knowing what his goal is. Chisato learns the truth behind her heart and the man who saved her. So we find out that there's a second heart that's better than the one she's currently got. Um, that he never gave to her for some reason or another. Um, and it's a very sad episode, like... She's trying to push everyone away, but no one actually leaves. They all, like, come back in one way or another. Um, so, I can understand why she's doing it, but it's, it's it doesn't work. Um, then episode 11, Diamond Cut Diamond. 
and put all the notes in this. This is going to be on brain, off of brain power. So we find out, like I said, there's another heart for Shisato. Um, the original savior never gave it to her. Now, this big tower that's being built, I forget the name of it. The green-haired guy that I've mentioned previously, the big bad, he's kidnapped the savior, gone to the top of this tower, broadcasted everything to so encrypted that the leakerish can't hack into it, reveal to the world that the leakerish exist, given civilians guns, uh, as he thinks Japan is too uh, innocent and too free of crime, and he reveals is not re uh, free of crime, these people just kill from the shadows. And they shoot like one leakerish, and the, the leader of the leakerish calls a ceasefire and says, don't shoot anyone, you'll make us look bad. Even if you get killed, don't do it. Uh, it's like really harsh and cold. And then huge Sato coming on the scene to try and rescue the savior, not realizing about the heart still. And we find out Mr. Greenhead guy also uh, had an upgrade from the Allen Institute, much like Shisato's heart. His foot was for his ears. Uh, and he's a lot stronger than we first thought. Um, and this show does quite cool. And we end on it with Takna bursting through the side of a wall and um, coming to help Shisato fight. And it's a really good setup. Uh, this guy is a true mastermind of what he's done. And uh, it really did impress me. His villainous, he, he he played kind of like the the comic vi villain right up until the last couple of episodes where we revealed, no, I'm a lot more serious than I let on. And it's, it was really well done, his character. That was definitely the highlight for the last two episodes. All right. Uh, sounds like you're enjoying these episodes so far. This is another one I'm looking forward to seeing. You know how I am. I've actually been sending you, uh, and I know you've been uh, liking them, but our viewers do not know that I've been sending cosplays, I keep saying, of uh, Licorice Recoil to Mikey, and Mikey's just, I'm pretty sure you're enjoying them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm liking them. I'm liking them. They're, they're great. Listen, ever since I started doing anime coverage and stuff, all of a sudden, Twitter, it's like they know. And they keep sending me all these uh, Asian cosplayers. And I'm just like, bro, like, I like it, but really, why you gotta call me out like this? <laughs> you know what? At this point, I've embraced it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving yeah. along, we have Engage Kiss. Oh, man. Someone hand me a box of tissues, please. Engaged Kiss hit right in the fucking feels. Left us on a cliffhanger and did not care to shit on all of my emotions and laughed at me as I was in a puddle of my own tears. I... Uh, fuck. That's how I describe this, these last two episodes. Fuck. Um... So, we have episode 10, High Hopes for the Worst Case. The show opens with what looks like an older version of his sister strung up and something sucking energy from her. Uh, as mentioned before, Asmodeus was possessing or is actually Shu's mother. It wasn't really clear. Uh, and we see her being shown over the globe in different countries in Europe over the last hundred or so years. And it's pinpointed her as the source of all the demonically possessed. Now, the demon girl goes with the nun 
behind Chu's back, uh, so his demon partner, and she wants to protect him and save his sister. Now, they finally relocated the hive mine, which was the one that collapsed with his father and his mother, who was Asmodeus and whatnot, in it before. And uh, they, they finally re relocated it because we find out that the island that they're on uh, is a floating island, so it moves. Um, so the cave itself is underwater, but it's not actually attached to the island anymore. Um, and when they relocate it, they finally come across his sister. And Lunan tries killing his sister. You know, she doesn't want to take any risks. Um, the government tries to this laser down from the sky. It doesn't work. Um, and they're all trying to kill her, and poor demon girls are here just like, No! You will not kill your sister. Um, so yeah, they all start fighting, and um, they finally, Shu finally comes in, and they see each other, and Asmodeus then bursts out from his sister. At least we believe it's Asmodeus is it's his like giant form. Uh, all we see is a hand sprout from the ocean, and it produces these like dolls of girls that he's able to defeat. And then he holds Kisara, the demon girl, um, having finally saved her, only for at the end of episode 10 to be stabbed through the back, through a gut, from behind, by his own sister. Cue episode end, going into episode 11, Gentle Foolish Lies. The first thing that happens is the nun reaches Shu, uh, who's currently holding a shanked Kisara, uh, and yanks him onto the helicopter and moves away uh, at, at Kassara's behest. Kassara's absolutely overwhelmed. Uh, even a, gi a giant satellite laser still won't affect this sister possession. But the second laser does. So it seems there is a tolerance level. The second laser knocks her into the ocean. Not kills her, just knocks her to the ocean floor. And to be honest, I was a little bit underwhelmed. That was like literally all the action. Uh, and we cut to the hospital. And this is a lot of a flashback episode. We learn a lot more about Kisara. We find out that she was like kind of cut in stone with her sword in her before. And to shoot to release her, had to make a contract. And he makes this massive contract with her, uh, covering everything. And she changes one thing in this contract without telling him. And that's how to cancel the contract. And. She has lost so many memories at this point, and she says, "Well, why don't we just forget about it all? Let's just move away. Let's run away. Uh, let's let's do it. Let's let's leave. You you don't remember anything anymore." He said, "Yes, take all my memories. Uh, defeat this thing, and we we can go." He literally wouldn't remember his sister, wouldn't remember his family, wouldn't remember his purpose, wouldn't remember his ex. It would just be those two. Um, and he doesn't care either. He doesn't care. So she says, take my hand, and they interlock fingers, and they kiss. And um, obviously, kissing so far has been taking powers. What she did was to cancel a contract they have to hold hands in a specific way, which is interlocking fingers like that. And um, she cancelled the contract and loses every single memory she has of him. And in return, he gains every single memory he's ever given her back. And he screams and breaks down, and she's. And the episode ends with hers turning to him and saying, Sorry, I don't know you. Who are you? 
And I was just saying, just like, oh, why? Why? You stupid prick. Why do you do this? How are you going to make everything harder? You're an asshole. And now he doesn't have power because you're not linked anymore. My eyes, my heart, my soul. I can't take it. I can't take it, Lamb. <laughs> well, it definitely seems like this might be that type of anime where it's a lot deeper than originally meets the eye, which is also a type of anime I'm usually into. I like it's things painful. that have action, but I also like things that have depth. I feel like a lot of anime that's being made now tends to not have that much depth. It has a very linear story, uh, and even their backstories end up being copy-paste from other animes. I like things that actually have some depth to them, and this this seems like, from what you've been reporting so far, that this anime might be right up my alley. It has so much depth and so much mystery still. And it's, it pulls your heartstrings, man. It really does. Like, it, it's fucked with me emotionally. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, moving along, we have uh, Rent-A-Girlfriend and your favorite uh, girl ever, Ruka-chan. PSA for this anime, guys, um, for uh, triggering content warning. Um, yeah, this... this... Mami now is not my worst character in this series. Okay, I've hated Ruka-chan, but she was still, in a way, not as bad as Mami. The end of the last episode we touched on was that she gave him a kiss. And he didn't want to be kissed, okay? But at that point, I was like, I won't call this sexual assault. You just got rejected, okay? He pushes her away and says to stop. So she lunges on top of him and kisses him deeper. And he's physically trying to get away until they finally separate. And he says, we can't do this. Um, and she literally says, she crosses the line. I'm like, no, bitch, you broke the law. You've just sexually assaulted my guy. He told you no once and you did it again. So already from the get-go of episode 22, Ring and Girlfriend, I was I was seething, seething. I know that his relationship with Chizuru is kind of weird, and we don't know if they're actually going to get together. I mean, they probably will. And she's giving him, like, all mixed signals, and I know it's kind of shit, and we know Mami's kind of shit with her backstory and everything, but we understand more about her. I read a Reddit thread, okay? And we said, like, look, no matter what Mami's done, okay, and her history, and how bad she was, and even though her backstory justifies some of what she's done, not all, but some, she stops, okay? She knows when to stop. She admits to herself when she's that she is a bad person. She knows when to quit, okay? But she has never assaulted anyone. Never. I crossed the line there, okay? This Ruka has been manipulative, forceful. She's underage, um, trying to manipulate older guys. She's... She's a literal psychopath. She doesn't care about his feelings. She doesn't care about anyone's feelings, so long as she gets her way. And I was so angry by it. And in the end, like, he, Kazuya snaps, okay? 
he's he's like he's about to turn his grand to his grandmother and tell her tell her that you know Chizuru isn't my real girlfriend and whatnot because what what grandmother does is give Chizuru the family engagement ring, and he says no, this situation's gone too far. Uh, I need to tell her that we've broken up, etc. But he doesn't get a chance because Chizuru gets a phone call that her grandmother's chronically ill, and they go there and the grandma my grandma's completely fine, you know, typical anime, but. He gets stopped by Chizuru, and Chizuru says, I don't know what happened between you and Ruka. And she explains what's going on with um, her nan, and he goes, right, well, I'm going to go tell your nan then exactly what's happening. And she stops him and says, no, uh, she likes you. I don't want her to... I don't, I don't want an old lady on her deathbed who thinks her granddaughter's happy and her only surviving member of her family that's left, thinking that she's going to leave, and she's not going to have anyone. And he's like, well, are we together? And she's like, well, no. And this is what I mean, kind of like, she's giving mixed signals. She wants to be with him, but she just can't say it. And it's really tough, this anime. You've got one girl who's been a bitch in the past and has a fucked up backstory. You have another one who just deserves to burn in hell. You have this one who gives mixed signals, and you have another one who doesn't know how to communicate. And you could have any of these girls, even Mami, I reckon, to a degree. And again, much like uh, a couple of cuckoos, none of them are very, um, what's the word I used earlier? Socially acceptable, shall we say. Um, because, like I said, you've got a minor who sexually assaults you, you've got one who's a rental, rental girlfriend who you lie to your whole family about for ages, you've got one who's got a fucked up past that has hurt you before, and you've got one who literally doesn't know how to talk to you. And if, if oh, mate, I, I'm just, that, that episode threw me for a loop, so it's nice to then get to episode 23, Gaiden Girlfriend, uh, which was about Sumi, uh, who I'm now classed as best girl for now, because she's the only one who genuinely likes him and doesn't do anything malicious. Um, and she remembers his birthday. And I don't know if any of the other girls do, but she remembers his birthday and takes him out to all of his favorite places and finally talks more. And he opens up about why he's upset. Um, not naming any of the other girls, but you say, just saying his friend. And um, she's just... Everything she does is the nicest and sweetest. And she gets sidelined. And she doesn't deserve to. She is... She, of the relationship candidates, if this was a real situation, she'd be the best one to go for. Um. So yeah, it was it was a nice to have that episode, and I didn't need to look at Ruka's face for episode twenty three, so that was another bonus. Uh, great episodes, but if you if you feel like raging, then definitely give it a go. If you don't, then I'd give it a miss until uh until you're in an angry mood and you want to rage or something. <laughs> Fair enough. Now for uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite anime names of all time. Not my favorite, but one of my favorite. Uh, my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Hmm. Hmm. <clears> hmm. <throat> hmm. This anime just keeps getting wild. Well, that was a right. quick summary. <laughs> yeah, I was having a drink. This anime is getting wild. You, you... All right, move it along. <laughs> <laughs> so we got episode nine and episode ten. Okay. Episode nine: Youthful Indiscretion. In the past, Yumi was nervous about the first time she entered uh, Mihito's room, thinking they might be ready to have sex. 
All they did was read books. This upset Yumi and uh, made Mizutu angry at himself. Yumi was further disappointed when she and Mizutu were placed in separate classrooms. This forced separation allowed Yumi to make her first friend. Unfortunately, Mizutu became je je uh, jealous and snapped at Yumi. When he tried to apologize, she accused him of cheating on her with another girl, resulting in them not speaking to each other. Weeks later, they attempted to reconcile, but pride and embarrassment caused their relationship to become stagnated to the point where they did not speak for months and they didn't celebrate their one year anniversary. Christmas, New Year's Eve, or even Valentine's Day. Uh, finally, on the day where they graduated middle school, they broke up as Mizukuto could no longer handle both loving and hating Yumi at the same time. Two weeks later, their parents announced their engagement and Yumi and Mizuto became step-siblings. Now in the present, during another argument, they both blame each other for not having sex the first time Yumi visited Mizuto's room. Their whole breakup plan was over sex. <laughs> over sex. At their age. They were middle schoolers. And they're breaking up over the fact they didn't take sex on the first chance they got. I was like, of all the plot points, fuck off, man. <laughs> you couldn't have come up with something better? They were middle schoolers. They shouldn't be thinking about shit like that. Yes. God, so, this, isn't, this isn't an American high school. I mean, um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a very stupid plot point, if you ask me. But hey. Yeah, I don't like that plot point either. They're, as middle no. schoolers, if that's why you broke up, like, and mind you, like, they're both upset about not doing it. It's like, first of all, all right, take away the middle school thing if it was just. They're mad at each other because they didn't have sex. Well, if you both wanted it, just admit it and fucking, you know, do it anyways. But then you add in the fact that they're middle schoolers, then it's like, why the hell are you two thinking about that at that age? Exactly. You know, that's a terrible Japan. plot point. Japan 101. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it could be worse. Yume could have been dating an octopus or something. I wouldn't be surprised thing out there going on. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to episode 10. The former couple doesn't know how to act. Aren't you two acting a little awkward? I'm going to have a drink before I read this one. Yumi spots a cockroach in her room and insists on sharing Mizuto's bed. Mizuto struggles with his feelings, but he does not. He, but he does his best to forget them. But arguing the next day, the parents tease them. Mimikai announces that they will be visiting his family for, uh, for Obon, and as they will be swimming in the local river, Yumi insists, Yumi insists, Yumi, and Mizuto buy swimsuits. Yumi is unsure about the suit she chooses and asks Mizuto's opinion. He compliments her, but they're both embarrassed. Walking home, they pass the wall where they had the first kiss. Uh, Higarashi later visits, and Yumi becomes jealous. Higa, sorry, Higashira. Higashira is likewise jealous when Mizuto and Yumi casually drink from the same cup. Uh, Mizuto ends up falling asleep in Yumi's lap. Higarashi is tempted to kiss him, though Yumi dissuades her. Higarashi then reveals she is te tempted to try uh, friends with benefits relationship with Mizuto. Um, and Higarashi leaves, and though Yumi is also tempted to kiss Mizuto, she also realizes forgetting her feelings would be for the best. Yumi is curious about Higa, Higarashi and Mizuto and com comments that Yumi probably wants to find a boyfriend soon, 
However, Yumi finds it impossible to picture dating anyone except Mizuto. Honestly, this anime is just becoming everyone's just want to ride on Mizuto's dick. That's that's what I'm calling this anime. Riding Mizuto's dick. The step uh, stepmother stepdaughter is my fuck yeah, that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's all right as Rod. Yeah, but it's still not as good as high school DXT. <laughs> oh. God no. Oh god, that's got you. <laughs> Speaking of harems, Ubanata harem in the labyrinth of another world. Tits, tits, pussy, ass, tits, pussy. That's how I describe this anime. Um <laughs> Is it still yeah. basically hentai? With story mixed in. It's like 75% hentai, 25% story. Ah. Thank you for um, bringing me to the tavern. Ah, ah, ah. Quite literally. <laughs> Thank you for buying me food. Ah. All right, fair enough. Uh, why don't we just move on? And <laughs> if that's all it's going to be, it seems like <clears throat> this might be something we're going to have to remove because I feel like every single week we cover this, it's just hentai. Like. I've even written notes for episode 9 episode 10 of this week, guys, and I'm, like, re reading it, I'm like, okay, there's overcrowding. Oh, wait, look, there's, uh, I just read it and I've lost it again. Oh, an extra large tub could serve as an indoor bath. Hmm, where do you think you get, where do you think that led to, guys? Mm -hmm. Depression, where do you think that led to, guys? How do you think it relieves it? Mm. Um, like, guys, just watch it. It's a great anime, okay? But, yeah. Yeah. Wear a chastity belt or something so you, you can keep everything nice and stable. Um. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a princess bride line. As you wish. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We have Call of Night. Oh, my baby. My my anime. My Oh, I'm going to be sad when this anime comes so close. I'm going to be so sad. Because it's such a great show. So, we had episode 9 and episode 10 of Call of Night. And I don't have a bad word to say about this week. Or last week. Uh, episode 9, No Fear. And episode 10, Enlarge the Peeping Tom Photos. So, episode 9, No Fear. Wow. We learn more about the other vampire, the blonde chick. Um, and they go to a karaoke bar. Uh, and Yamari listens to Kiyo's uh, problems. And Nasna's exp exasperated, but she lets him go. Uh, and we learn that y Yamari has been living under a rock uh, since he's been going out at night. He doesn't know any of the latest TV shows, fads, etc. Uh, and Kikyo laughs and is quite shocked by this. And then a character called Akito becomes knocking on the door. And uh, we find out that Kikyo wants to kill him because he's obsessed with her. Um, but there's more to it than that. Um... Yamri opposes to her killing him, but she explains that her antics are not wrong if his death does not affect him. She attacks, but Yamri gets in the way and escapes with him. Yamri deduces Akito likes Kikyo and recalls how they met after she found him drunk on the street. Kikyo arrives and she goes to kill Akiyama and Yamri for interfering, but Nasuna stops her. Uh, Akiyama reveals that they used to be friends, but he accidentally fell in love with her, which collided with uh, her hatred for romance. Kikyo confirms this and agrees to never see Akiyama again. However, she breaks down crying. 
Exclaiming she had fun being his friend and wants to continue. I can't lie, that did get me. Like, sit, they did a full on, like, tier four part there. A character this strong breaking down was so it's like, well, okay. Uh, Akiyama then offers to become her uh, dissidence, which is uh, her, her, like, family member, you know, turns into a vampire. Uh, Kikyo agrees, converting him. Then they all go to a karaoke bar to celebrate, and Nasna kind of consoles Yamari, saying that we could take their time because he's kind of jealous that it was so easy for those two and not easy for the, their, them two. And I kind of feel bad for Yamari. And then episode was kind of a weird one. They start working in a maid cafe um, to help one of the other vampires win this competition. And I enjoyed the episode, but there's not much to say about it. So, cut along, well, sorry, short. Uh, this vampire is now number one because she's a vampire and obviously everyone loves her. This number two is pretty hot. Uh, but it's getting peeped on by a peeping Tom. Who isn't actually a peeping Tom? It's just her taking selfies, we find out. And uh, claiming them to be a peeping Tom so that she can try and win. Um, this episode gets 10 out of 10 because we got to see Nazna in a maid outfit. That's it. That is 100% my God's honest truth. Hot damn. <laughs> I might not surprise that if you see <laughs> that person in, in a maid outfit, it gets a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Mikey simping. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> At least he's honest. He's an honest simp, but he's a simp. <laughs> hey, 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 someone's gotta be. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, moving along. Fuck we have Classroom of the Elite, which is an anime that I'm so glad you started watching. So I put very little notes on this one because I know Lamb. I don't think you've caught up to Classroom of the Elite yet, have you? Uh, no, I'm waiting to binge watch season two, but I'm kind of I'm now at the bit where I'm tuning it out. I'm just I can hear your voice in this because I'm not really trying to hear it. <laughs> you could say what you need to say. I'm not really. I'm I'm tuned out. So. Episode 9, guys, was about the paper shuffle. If you make a mistake and do not correct it, this is called a mistake. Um, when they're trying to identify the traitor in class D, which is, by the way, the uh, Ruka-chan lookalike. Um, and they make a bet with her, which says if she wins and gets class C to win, both him and the girl, who I forget the name of because I'm bad with names, the black-haired girl, will leave the school. And the MC outsmarts her diff easily. Uh, he swaps the questions last second. He's already told the teacher, don't accept the questions from anyone else but myself. Um, so nothing works, and they win. The paper shuffle. Episode 10 uh, of season 2, this is. People often deceived by an elusive good desire their own ruin. Uh, this episode, uh, he receives a visit from his father, demanding he leave. We learn more about the White Room and the contents and the conditions of Ayana Koji's wife. And it's really harsh. Like, it's really highlighted why he's an emotionless individual and why he's so good at everything he's done. He was put through rigorous stuff as a kid. But the principal of the school kind of protects him. No one could touch him in this school, and that was one of the biggest things. And someone snuck him out of the white room. And it's... Yeah. Wow. Uh, to me, like we're learning more and more about Ayana Koshi, and he's coming very much like a light Yagami kind of figure. Uh, in terms of brain power and like how he uses people. But his story is more about can he become human, like a real human? Can he become someone with emotions? Can he become someone who's 
you know, like just human. Just can he become human instead of being like this emotionless robot who's great at everything? And episode eleven, this is where it gets good, and I'm holding on for the season finale. Ayana Koji has no reason to fight, uh, and as no one has dirt in him, so he says, "Look, I'm not, I'm going to quit trying." He leaves it to Horikita, and he breaks any contact off with K, um, who is his future love interest, by the way. Uh, surprisingly, not the black-haired girl, the blonde-haired girl. Which, at first, I didn't like her, but she's hot, and she's got a good backstory now. So, yes, I like her now. Ryuan comes in and sends his goons after Koenji, and they have, like, this big encounter. And then he baits Kay into coming to this warehouse. And they trigger warning, guys. They literally abuse the shit out of her. They torture her. They hurt her. And she doesn't leak anything about who the mastermind is. Even though... Ryuan has a suspicion it's Ayana Koji, and as someone confirms it, he won't do anything because he doesn't want to be wrong. Um, and she holds on because Ayana Koji has always promised to come and save her. Um, and that leaves us at the end for the next episode, which I will spoil. Ayana Koji does indeed come to save Kay, and this will be the season finale of season two. Um... The reason he didn't come in that episode, guys, if anyone was wondering, well, they took a time, there was a lot of abuse in that episode, is because he's trying to make her more and more of, like, less a pawn, more his, like, queen now. She wants him to not fall for anyone else. She wants, he, sorry, he wants her. He wants her, like, in every way imaginable. Um, So he delays it so she becomes more and more attached to him, that when he finally does rescue her, she won't ever waver. She won't ever betray him. She won't ever go to anyone else. And it's kind of twisted, but at the same time, he is showing human emotion because in the past, he wouldn't have cared if anyone was getting hurt. Where he does care about her. Um, he's just going about it in a twisted kind of way that, that's to make sure that no one ever takes her from him. So very good episodes. Roll on the season finale. All right, so we all set with that? We all settled. All right, moving along, we have Parallel World Pharmacy. Wow. We're hitting on Black Death this time, guys. Uh, episode 9, the story of a certain wicked man, and episode 10, the Black Death. We learn more about uh, this guy who's surrounded with this like, kind of black aura who had an interaction with Farmer's father in the past. Um, and this guy was doing human experimentation. We find out there's going to be a festival. Uh, but the downside is goods are coming from a country that's recently been stricken by the Black Death. And this episode's all about making preparations to keep it at bay. And then episode 10 comes along and they start doing the inspections. Um, and the tourists are getting up tight and whatnot to start with. Until the commandant comes along and he says, like, look, this kid you're dissing by here is a royal pharmacist and the son of the head pharmacist, and they all shut the fuck up. Uh, and the farmer on his wand uh, flies to this fishing village where one boat happened to sneak by and saves them from the Black Death, heals them all quickly, uh, and also produces a massive ice barrier around the village to try and contain the death, because it's cold, keeps it from spreading. Uh, and you just see how it's he really is. The common don't, meanwhile, 
uh, sees a ship coming towards them with flags flying that reads that they need help. However, when they see the ship, they have to sink it because everyone on board is dead. Um, because they didn't follow the procedures. And it just highlights that, look, if they just followed the procedures, procedures from the start, they would have been fine, they would have been saved, they would have had the medicine. Um, and then we end seeing this that individual from episode 9 again. This time with half his face melted. It's like just skull and bones. Uh, with a dark aura, kind of possibly signifying he's the cause of the Black Death. Uh, with two, maybe three episodes left for this series to go, it's really ramped it up all of a sudden, and it's, it's shaping up to be something good. I am hoping for a second season, but unfortunately, a lot of these kind of animes never get one. So, fingers crossed. Fingers freaking crossed we get one. Alright. Well, this is another one I'm excited for and stuff, because I like these and stuff, and it does have some similar elements to a couple other animes I have watched uh, so now we move along to uh, the Bleach new trailer drop sim mm. simulcast announcement. Um, are we able to watch the trailer first? Yep. This is trailer number three for the Bleach Thousand Year Blood War arc. We have had some major announcements over the last two weeks for Bleach. They've dropped things left, right, and center. So first off, guys, we finally had the premiere in Japan for episode one and two. And whilst there aren't many, there, sorry, there isn't actually any footage because it, it was really restricted and tight lockdown, we have been informed that every single episode has movie-level quality. i say that again, movie-level quality. We're not talking simple animation here. It's gone deep. You can see, like, Star, you, you saw it straight away. The animation difference between the Thousand Year Blood War and the original Beach, and even any other anime, I think this will even beat um, the the what, what what I'd like to dub as currently the king of all animation, um, Demon Slayer. This this throws it straight out of the park already just from this trailer, and they're saying that every episode is like this. Holy fuck! We also learned a couple of bits of information, which shits all over all of the bleach haters that were saying for years. Bleachers mid, bleachers never coming black. You bleach people are, you know, kind of um, absurd for thinking that it's, it's ever going to return. The voice actor from Rukia Kuchki said that this has been greenlit for five years. They've worked on this anime. It's been greenlit for five years. That means in actual fact, Bleach was only gone for five years. They have a cast of over 80 voice actors, which is causing other... Uh, animation companies to actually complain because of how big this project has become. We have now got confirmation that this is going to run for four to five curves, roughly 50 episodes. Um, not including if we get any more seasons afterwards. Not including if we're going to get uh, more adaptation for things like Can't Fear Your Own World novels for the or for um, the the sequel manga or anything like that. Uh, we've now also got a confirmation that Burn the Witch is coming back for season two. Um, and yeah, uh, Bleach is dropping on October 10th. We've got a date. We have got confirmation from Viz that a simulcast will also be happening. Whether this will be within an hour or within a week of the episodes, we don't know. And 
The only downside to all this is we still do not know what Western publisher will be publishing it. It is still rumored to be Disney Plus, which is still a shocker, but we don't know for sure yet. Those are just rumors. Disney did recently do their showcase, and we did not have any Bleach news there, which we would have thought we would have if they were going to buy it, considering how big it is. Um, it's going to release on Mondays every week, uh, Midnight Time Japan. Um, so it's taking the day before slot from Chainsaw Man. Uh, so for those of you who are looking to the next summer of anime, you're going to have two top-tier animes day for within a day of each other. Um, we're, like I said, guys, they're looking to cover between four to five chapters per episode. Uh, Bleacher is very much known for doing this because the chapters don't always cover a lot. You can have a fight that lasts between four to five chapters usually. Uh, so it's, it's good pacing. Like I said, the animation quality is something else. You were right, that is the opening theme uh, that we heard in the trailer. Uh, it is very good. They've also announced the closing theme. Uh, if you go into my Twitter, you'll be able to see that uh, if you've been keeping up with my posts. Um, it's coming back, guys. It's coming back stronger than ever. It took the most assets. It took a massive amount of time. Uh, and if they do it right, we could see a lot more Bleach content coming in the future. And I'm, like I said, we're blown away by the fact that they turned and said, no, this has been greenlit for five years. And all the Bleach traders are just choking on their words right now. Honestly, from the depths of my heart, the moment I heard this coming back, I, I was super hyped. But to hear that, that, how long it's been worked on for. And also, yeah, seeing from that, that scene there as well, guys, you can see no censoring complete blood there that's why they got the midnight time slot it just looks beautiful like you you can't you can't fault it in any way they've put so much hard work into this as you can see um you are right they've done things right so things like orihime and rangiku's hair are now right uh, i believe one of the eye colors for one of the characters are now right as well so people used to think that rangiku and orihime used to both be ginger but they're not they're both uh, a light shade of brown uh Otherwise, you know, it would take away kind of from Ichigo, who the first chapter of Bleach was always called uh, Summon Strawberry, Death and Strawberry, uh, because the strawberry was kind of meant to represent uh, his redheadedness. Um, so it was always a bit of confusing to say, well, Ichigo's hair has always been a highlight that he's ginger, but we've got like another two ginger characters. No, he is the only ginger character. Um... Guys, I've, I've got so much I can say about this, but we'll be here for hours. Like, it's just going to be amazing. Uh, October 10th, so we're not even looking at a month now, guys. Less than a month to go. I, I yeah, excitement is doesn't even begin to describe what I'm feeling. Well, there you go. Big news, uh, especially for all of those that are into the big three, Bleach fans in particular. Good to see this coming back. <clears throat> You're right. Anime of the year, 100%. I thought Chainsaw Man was going to take it. I genuinely thought Chainsaw Man was going to take it, but after seeing like the quality. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're going to get the plot point about them stealing the bank guys and their powers and the Sternritter. Is this, yeah, yeah, easily going to take anime of the year. I'd be shocked if it doesn't. Alright, so moving along to our featured anime. First up, uh, The Master of Ragnarok and Blesser of Einherjar. Yep, yep, yep. 
It's an isekai. Both of these are isekai. And they're great shows. Well, a thing that you can watch in this case as well. Not trailer, but the show itself is also an English dub. Um, I have I have seen this, but why don't you tell us why you featured it? One, it's an isekai, and you guys know how I feel about isekai. Um, two, it's... Honestly, it has a very good story, and I really hope they do give us more. Because it kind of hit different to other isekai animes. It was very well thought out, very well planned, and gave us a very good, almost accurate representation of what it'd be to be like reborn in another world. Um, the characters were very well designed and very cool and pretty well executed. And I remember watching this last season and just absolutely loving it. I felt I fell in love with the show. Um and I would do so all over again. I, I this is definitely one that I'd be happy to rewatch easily. Alright, and now for our second Lamitsy show recommends we have Re Zero Starting Life in Another World. Tell me you've seen this one. So that was a trailer for Starting Life in Another World. To answer your question, no, because I remember how popular it got and I have this thing against watching popular anime i'm the same i uh i'm the i'm the type where it's like eventually i'll get around to it let's put it like this when everyone was going crazy for demon slayer when i finally got around to watching it i watched it and exactly what i thought was going to happen happened which is i figured that it was going to have really nice animation but the story was going to be lackluster and i wasn't going to like it all right so by the time i rolled around to watch season one i was severely disappointed i know we've had uh discussions before about how to change in season two but they lost me in season one you know so it's one of those things whenever i see something that's overhyped i look at it and it's like yeah here's the thing i'm not trying to say that people aren't um bright but i feel like a lot of the animes and uh, popular shows that become popular now, they're not aimed towards people who are looking for any kind of depth or, uh, you know, want something more than mm. just, you know, a base storyline, if that makes sense. I um, think that, that, that applies to popular animes in uh, It's not just animes modern, either. Modern. It's, it's like movies, it's everything right now. I, you know I would I mean? say, I would say, to, to see what you point out of this stuff, uh, I know, I know what you mean because you say in popular anime, but I wouldn't include those two because of how long ago they came out. More so, more so, he means like ones that get overhyped shit. Like I was to say with My Hero Academia, it took me so long to get around to watching just because of the, yeah. the hype. Yeah, yeah, I finally got around to watching it. It's not bad. I won't lie, it's not a bad anime. It's not the best anime. I don't think it's worth the hype that it got, but it's not a bad anime to me either. Uh, the My Hero Academia, but the, the you, thing is with, with those. For me. The thing is with those ones, stars. It's not the hype that get turns people off those ones or takes people a long time to watch them. It's the sheer amount of episodes, and they can be daunting. Yeah, I'll be honest. The watch... whole reason I I refuse to watch Naruto, uh, Bleach, One Piece, um, you know, things along those lines is because I wasn't there in the beginning, uh, and. Like Mikey said, it is daunting looking at it. Like One Piece in particular, I look at One Piece. You're talking a thousand episodes. Like no, I tried so many times. No, I tried just so no. Many times. I, I I have no interest in going back and trying to. I'm a binge watcher, and even I'm not gonna do that. Or right? I think my personal best with One Piece was like something like episode 400, and I dropped it. 
was like, no, I can't. I think I think I'll, you're you're most likely to possibly ever get Lamb to watch Bleach, but you won't get him on the other two, just because yeah. when you compare Naruto and One Piece to Bleach, Bleach has something like three hundred odd episodes, not including the new one. You're so talking you're like more over... likely to get me to watch Bleach than you are those other two. Yeah, One Piece has over a thousand. Naruto has like seven hundred and twenty-five, and if you add Boruto to that, it's about another thousand as well. Mm-hmm. Bleach is. It has a lot, but it's not <laughs> it's not anywhere near like those two levels. Now yet. that's not to say I haven't watched animes that have hundreds of episodes, alright? But I also watched them when they originally came out. So like for example, uh have you watched Prince of Tennis? Yes. Okay, you know how long Prince of Tennis is, like when you add everything together. It's got a lot of episodes. I've watched every single oh, yeah, one yeah. of them, but you know what? I watched them as they came out. It doesn't seem that daunting when a new thing when a new thing would come out for them because I'd already watched everything else, you know. But if I was to run across that anime and realize how many episodes it has, and then be like, "Well, I kind of want to watch it," but after I seeing how many episodes, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's daunting, but yeah, guys. So the the two feature animes this this week. Uh, it's the Master of Ragnarok and the Blessed of Einhar, and ReZero starting life in another world. Now, the first one was recommended because I really enjoyed that anime. This one's recommended, and it's my first recommendation on this list why I haven't finished this anime. The first time I tried watching it, I slept through it. Hmm. I will be honest, I fell asleep. And Listen, that's I, I know that there's night. Rem and Ram because everybody was talking about Rem and Ram, yeah. the two twins. I'm, I'm assuming they're twins, a blue and pink haired girl. Yeah, but so... like other than that, it's like yeah, no, I like try. I've been trying to avoid it because of the amount of popularity and hype it got. And unfortunately, when these animes get that kind of hype, you know, Every like I, I said, they, they're usually not aimed towards people. You know, people like me who like death. I... Now that's not to say that this anime doesn't have it. Maybe it does. You have it in recommended, so I'm waiting, curious to it see. Has, it has a lot of depth. Like, I, 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 every time I go to watch it, I end up like cutting off because just it does have quite a few episodes. It, it, it I, I don't know. Like you, I kind of put off it, but here on this show, I don't want to just keep it to things that I like. Like I, I know, I know for a fact that despite that I have been able to get through all this anime, it's a very popular anime, and when it comes down to the isekai genre. This is one of the front runners next to Sword Art Online uh, for the the genre, and I should watch it. I should get around to completing this this anime, and I kick myself every time I don't because the animation quality is pretty good, the story's damn fire, the battle scenes are always good, and I just much like Jujutsu, much like um, My Hero, Demon Slayer, Boruto, etc. All those and Black Clover, all those animes that I put off for a long time because they're hype. I know it'll be like those, but I hit myself for not watching it sooner. So, I'm recommending it to you guys now, so you don't do what I fucking did. Just go and watch it, okay? <laughs> don't don't worry about how high hype it is. If it's getting hype, 9 times out of 10 is going to be good. I'm not letting myself make this mistake this season. I know for a fact, uh, an anime that's coming called Chainsaw Man is getting overhyped to fuck, and I can feel myself going, I don't want to watch this, it's going to be overhyped, I've never read the manga, it's going to be trash. And I can feel myself saying, no, it's actually getting hyped for a reason. It's going to be good. I need to watch it. Force yourself to watch it. Make yourself watch it. So I'm going to I'm gonna stop getting out of that mindset. So yeah, guys, recommend go go and watch ReZero. 
I'm recommending this to myself. Mikey, go watch ReZero. Moving on. <laughs> All right, so now we move on to the Lambert City Show recommends. We have three of them, one by me, two by Mikey. The first one I have seen, the second one I haven't, and the third one's obviously by me. I want to I wanna add in something here, guys, before we watch these trailers. Uh, trailer one and trailer two are actually meant to... The reason I picked these two together this time... Um, spoiler warning for Fire Force and Soul Eater. If no one has read the manga, please skip this bit on the podcast. Um, Fire Force is actually a prequel to Soul Eater. Uh, our MC of Fire Force uh, in the at the end of the Fire Force manga creates the world of Soul Eater. That's why I put them in here together. I'll touch more on it after we watch the trailers. Um, but anime wise, you guys need to see these. They're the A the S class anime. Alright, so uh first up we have Fire Force. And that was a trailer for Fire Force. So Mikey, what is your thoughts so, on Fire Force? Although I will gonna... say my coworker has said that Maki is best girl. Maki? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. I, I don't agree with him, but that's what he says. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't. Why? Why? Exactly. I, I, exactly. I need some kind of uh, some kind of like elaboration, but as to as to why um, he thinks that you need to ask. Yeah, no. But, I, 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 but to be fair, to be fair, my best girl Sibana, so I I can't I can't really. Yeah. I can um, understand why Sibana. I mean, have you seen her proportions? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, Five Force guys are set in the world, uh, kind of post-apocalyptic. After most of the world's been destroyed, Tokyo, or New Tokyo, is the last one to stand. Um, Five Force resolves around human con- human combustion. Uh, people spontaneously, or so we thought at the start, first names of flames become these demon-like kind of things. And we've got these people who are forcefully doing this versus the Fire Force. Uh, the people forcefully doing this are doing this to bring about the world's end uh, as prophesized by this deity um, who basically, to cut a long story short, is kind of... Yeah, they, I'm not sure if they're like, interpreting her words wrong or something. But yeah, they, they can they kind of screw screw people over quite quite harshly. Um, so we've got this kind of raging war uh, in like the shadows of this of this world. Thank you, honey. Um, and just remember that's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> I have no idea what she delivered you. <laughs> oh, she she delivered me a drink. I just I just heard. The noise, and then all of a sudden, thank you, honey. I'm like, oh, well, you're very welcome. I'm like, oh, wait, no, that wasn't meant for me. Oh, God. Here I thought Mikey was trying to use his voice to seduct the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, it's a very action-packed anime. Story can be hard to follow sometimes. Some characters you think the bad guys don't end up being bad guys and vice versa. Um... But it's really enjoyable. Now, my main thing I want to get on with this anime, which, spoiler, for anime watchers, I'm now getting to manga territory, is the link it shares with Soul Eater. Now, the obvious link is it's written by the same person. Um, but the world of Fire Force result revolves around life. Life is prioritized above everything. The church, the, the bringer of this world, 
Um, and the powers that the Arbinger of the original Flames have, this eight pillars, um, are strong. Now, our main character has uh, an, uh, his power, uh, and it turns out he also harbors within, within him the ability to create God. What he does at the end of the manga is cre he creates God. On this case, he creates the Grim Reaper. Uh, and we cut to seeing a, the moon. And the moon changes to resemble the moon from Soul Eater. Now, if nobody's seen the moon from Soul Eater, you'll see it in the next trailer. Um, and everyone's like, wait, what the fuck's going on here? He changes the laws of the world to save the world uh, at the end of Fire Force to become them instead of uh, worshiping life, they now worship death. It's a the this new god that he creates removes the power of a flame from humankind, and in place you have these soul reapers, basically, or kind of thing. Uh, that hunt down these new forms of bad guys, uh, kind of like the Infernals, not quite, more like demonically possessed, um, in a safer kind of world. Uh, everyone's happier, everyone comes over to this world, and it's set like two or three hundred years before uh, Sol Eater, that's why you'll never see him in Sol Eater. Um, and it's it's really well thought out. I just wish they thought about it sooner so we could have had Fire Force cameos in Soul Eater. That would have been pretty cool if they thought about it sooner. Um, but we see a lot of Soul Eater cameos in Fire Force, which is a nice touch. We learn that one of the people working for the bad guy team in Fire Force is actually uh, alive in Soul Eater and becomes the creator of the witches in Soul Eater. So they all kind of like link together. And it's a very nice touch that, you know, it wasn't just a Easter egg. It was a literal prequel. This turns out to be to Soul Eater. Like how the world changes and everything. Instead of being the world of Fire Force, it changes into the world of Soul Eater. And it's, it's very good. It's actually made me go back and rewatch Soul Eater. And I've recently finished season two of Fire Force. Um, but does anyone pray to uh, the Knight Arthur and his trusty donkey steed? <laughs> It's really funny, actually, when they create the world of uh, Soul Eater, Arthur still has a sword at the side of him, uh, and he still has the exact same personality, and he actually rides a horse, like, <laughs> a, a real fucking horse, and it's, it's just, it's really hilarious, like, the shit that he pulls. Uh, and, like, lots of characters who, like, end up dying in the manga or brought back, and it's, it's, it's a very nice, happy, kind of smiley, good-feeling ending. All right, so if this was the prequel to it, now we get to see Soul Eater. Yeah, Soul Eater's you know it's brilliant, and yeah, it's it's a great anime. It's, it's a little bit more old school, obviously it came up before, um, but yeah, I grew up on this. Like this was one of the animes I grew up on, and yeah, it just it was nice to see it again. Um, Coming the end of Fire Force. And realizing, oh wait, they they didn't just pay homage to it. They they actually integrated it into the Five Force story. Soul Eater as a standalone before Five Force was even a thing was still great in and of itself. It has an amazing story, um, and really great action scenes. Graphically, it was kind of like cartoonish, 
uh, kind of like meme in some places, uh, which is now makes sense because of the way the uh, Shinra wanted to create this world was less serious than Fire Force. He wanted to create somewhere where everyone could be happy and have laughs. So that's why the world of Soul Eater looks less um, serious and more, you know, kind of kind of just being able, you're able to just laugh at it. Uh, so it's a, it's a very it's very nice. They, they pay lots of homage to it. All right, fair enough. And then we have my recommended, which is oh, an older you. one, but a good one. Um, Mikey's seen this one before, but it is Slam Dunk. All right, so this is an older anime. Uh, so this anime revolves around this delinquent delinquent who's this boss of a gang. Uh, his name is Hanamichi Sakuragi, who's the red hair guy that you see. Um, and in middle school, he's rejected by over 50 different females, uh, which demonstrates his lack of luck when it comes to the ladies. And as he <clears throat> moves into high school, <clears throat> sorry, as he gets into high school, he meets this girl, uh, Haruko Akagi, uh, who's basically the girl of his dreams. And he's very pleased when she doesn't feel repulsed or terrified of him or anything like that, like every other girl that he's ever met. Uh, later on, Haruko observes Sakuragi's athleticism, and she convinces him to try out for the basketball team. Uh, Sakuragi, he didn't want to do it originally, mainly due to the fact that uh, his 50th rejection was in favor of a basketball player. Uh which his name was Kaid Rukawa. And basically, he ends up joining anyways. He finds out that the captain of the team is actually Haruko's brother. Uh, but he mainly joins the team because he wants to impress Haruko. But then he's joined by his rival, uh, <laughs> Rukawa, who, as we said, his 50th rejection was in favor for him. Uh, but... Not only is he joined by Rukawa, they have two returning players, Hisashi Matsui, who's a three-point shooter, and Ryota Miyagi, who's a small but very quick point guard. And together, those four with uh, Captain Takanori Akagi, they're able to make their basketball team go from an okay team to one of the tournament favorites after they uh, beat... A very, very tough basketball team in the inter-high tournament. So, this is actually a really good anime. If you're not a basketball fan, it's fine because it has a lot of references. Uh, that it will basically tell you what each little bit they're talking about is. They have little cut scenes. Uh, you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about, Mikey. They have little bits where they'll explain certain rules. That they feel it is necessary for you to know as it's happening and yes. it's it's just an amazing anime it's got a lot of depth to it and it's not just about basketball it's about a whole bunch of different things combined uh especially when you see the way that the main character evolves throughout the whole anime this is an anime that many have been clamoring for a return this is a very old anime i want to say it's like 96 like 1996 anime. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that old. Hold on, I'll look it up real quick. Uh, uh, 
but it is very beloved. Oh, it's even older than that. It was released October 16th in 1993. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, I told you. This is an old anime, but it's still really good. And fans have been clamoring for its return ever since. So, that should yeah, tell you I can, everything. I can see why. I can see why. All right. Uh, moving on. We are moving to our character versus character. This time, we were choosing red-haired characters. So, yeah. on the left, you have Urza Scarlet. And on the right, no shock there. Yeah, I think everyone knows that I chose Sakuragi Hanamichi. <laughs> <laughs> Considering we just talked about Slam Dunk. What a way to segue into it, eh? Quite literally. Quite literally. Alright, so uh, what exactly red-haired character-wise are we going for here? So, it's, it's pretty much like everything you can think of. Um... Like, abilities, looks, character design, story. Like, it was it was more of a generalized one. Like, recently, we, we, we did very specific points last time, but I kind of wanted to do just something that was more open field. Um, might, might not even determine a winner. It might be more just a, a character discussion. But, you know, I'm, I'm I'll be honest, of... I was originally going to choose Riot's Riot's Grammary. <laughs> you said yeah, red haired. <laughs> I, I I was wondering if one of us would, but no, no. I I I, rest, I restrained myself. I had to restrain myself too, but I was like, you know what? He said red haired, and I am recommended slam dunk anyway, so I might as well go with Hanamichi. Might as well do it. So yeah, guys. So it's it's more just a like kind of like a discussion like we this, these two especially it's gonna be based on like what characters we end up choosing week on week i think like these two they're gonna be hard to like pitch up against each other in any kind of field like this guy he ain't gonna match up fight wise against someone who has a massive arsenal of weapons and is a trained fighter and can use magic but when it comes to like athleticism and design factor we've we've got a whole different other story but it's again two totally different kind of designs so it's gonna be it's going to be different. Well, then on um, top of that, you look at the way that Sakuragi was designed. They were talking about potential to begin with, and throughout this entire anime, it took 101 episodes for him to be a reliable uh, mid-range jump shooter. <laughs> and even when he took that shot, everyone's like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, but he worked yeah. on it. He worked on his athleticism throughout the entire series and stuff. So basically I don't know much about Ezra because I haven't watched uh, that anime. However, I know that Sakuragi was more built as uh, your typical, uh, he's got the, all the potential in the world. He's just got to put in the work kind of character. Whereas Ezra, I have no idea. So, is a Scarlet, guys. She, well, her abilities are dress change. Uh, she's one of the highest ranking members of the Fairy Tale Guild. Uh, her outfits uh, reflect what abilities and weapons she's going to use. Uh, so that's her magic ability, is being able to swap between various different weapons and armors and stuff. Uh, she's a trained fighter. She doesn't have dragon abilities like some of the characters in the in the series, but she is definitely one of the strongest members of the Fairy Tale Guild. Now, I could have picked anyone 
I could have gone Gara, I could have gone Sistori, I could have gone Rias. And like looks wise, those are something to discuss out, okay? She's she's she she good, she good. Um but abilities wise, she's she's unparalleled, man. She's she's strong. She is very strong. Uh, her backstory is very sad as well. Uh, she gets manipulated a lot, which is kind of sad. Um, and people who she thought cared for her didn't. But she's a very strong, independent character. Um, and yeah, I just I love her backstory. I I feel the same way. Lam, you you not having seen Fairy Tale is is painful. Um, <laughs> but it's, listen, it's... all right. Uh, there were certain animes I got into when I was younger. But I wasn't like, let me put it like this. Okay, so I watched some animes, but it was like few and far between growing up. It wasn't really, I mean, there were certain exceptions, obviously, but it wasn't really until maybe about five years ago that I really started watching anime again. Like, I'm I'm a recent returnee to, like, anime at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's still a lot I haven't watched. I have watched a fair amount in five years. That doesn't mean I've watched everything that people think I should watch. <laughs> you know? Like, I know some enough. of the big ones that people want me to watch, all that other stuff. But it's one of those things that's like, I'm I'm still just trying to get into it and stuff. I'm comfortable with the way, at the pace I'm watching these and stuff. And you can ask, you can literally ask Vex. She has me on Xbox. Xbox and she's like, yeah. Every time I see you on, you're on Crunchyroll. I'm like, research, baby, research. <laughs> yes, research. <laughs> uh, yeah, same, same chat, same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, that's like, like I said, guys. This character, this character, this character, this character, more of a let's highlight these redheads' abilities. I mean, if you put them together in a fight, I mean. I'm sorry, you're not viably in any shape or form, no matter how athletic he is, you're not going to fight against someone who is a trained warrior, has great swords, bows, spears, dual swords, katanas, everything in her arsenal and armors, and viably win. Okay, so if you're going to base it on strength, you're not going to win. If you're going to base it on character design, it depends who you're asking. <laughs> um, but well, I see two Lamas. reasons why would I see two very big reasons why people would say Ezra. Yeah, same here, mate. Same here. One on the left, one on the right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. So yeah, but they're both very solid characters. But she didn't have the anime based on her. Oh! Oh! I got a point. <laughs> I mean, she, fairy tale is based on the fairy tale guild, not just Natsu. So, in a way, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along, we have this week's news, which I you said you wanted me to go to the Discord. I want to see if this actually works, though. Hold on. Yeah. We, no, because if have... I do this, if I go into the Discord, you see how on the top right it no longer does that. Uh, we're oh, you need to get, you right. This this is your homework, Lam. You need to make two separate screen sources for your discords and for your cam at the top right, so it doesn't do that. These are two source. separate. These are two separate screen sources. 
you're not reusing the same one. No. So the one, the big, oh, the big oh, sorry, one is sorry. a screen capture. The one on the right is the chat capture. Okay. So so, so when I do, have the but... chat minimized, you know, our chat minimized, it doesn't capture it. So so here's what you can do for future reference to stop it doing that. In top right, you can pop out our stream by clicking. See in the bottom right of the of when you hover over my camera in the bottom right, there's like a arrow in a box. Yeah, bottom right. No, I've already yeah, done it. Just give me yeah, a sec. Yeah, if you if you pop if you pop out, you'll be able to make one screen capture in, in the future for that, and then another screen capture for the Discord. So when you do that in the future, it won't it won't change that. I've been there. I've done that. It's annoying, but I can talk to you about that another time because we've got quite a few news articles, haven't we? Okay, now we got that over there. All right, and that is into the room that I made for you as you were spamming my DMs. <laughs> Did you yeah. notice how I started this whole thread and I just go, hold on, I go, here you go, Mikey. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. No hesitation. You were throwing them all in my DMs. I'm like, oh, God. I, I had nowhere else to put them. Sorry, you, you're, just, you're just like a storage unit for me. <laughs> Um, so again, like guys, as always, these will be quick fire. Uh, Lam will show them on the screen. So let's hope he's uh, he can keep up. Are you ready, Lam? I've already got the first one popped up. Let's go. The first one, guys. We've got Bumpy Witch's parent-child situation. Uh, anime adaptation has been announced. The picture for this looks very intriguing. I haven't don't know anything about this anime. Nothing about the manga. Keep an eye out for it. Release date will be revealed in the coming months. Okay, now um, your webcam's not acting properly. Can you move a little? Okay, good. I think I fixed it. Cool, cool. Uh, our second one is Are an you anime kidding me? So when I remove your thing from the top, right? You know what? What if I... I have an idea. Just... Move yeah. you over here. Okay, yeah. move it onto the other screen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it works for now. It might not work in the future when I have to look at the script. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> at least um, I don't have to look at the script for the rest of the stream. <laughs> well, 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 we'll think of something else. Although time. I do have to fix your freaking webcam because apparently I I must have made it to... Oh, there we go. There we go. There we, there we go. There we go. We ready? Yeah, we're good. Okay, so second piece of news. Anime adaptation for the light novel... Uh, please pardon my pronunciation. Kikinzumi na kimi to keken zero na orega otsukai suru hanashi. Don't ask me what the English translation for that is. I don't know, but that's been announced. Uh, it's a gloomy kind of high school anime, I believe. Um, looks very emotional. Uh, looks good. Our next piece of news, guys, is Misfit of Demon King Academy. Great anime. Season two has been announced and begins in 2023. Uh, we've got Mission of Yozakura Family is receiving a teeny ad a TV teeny TV anime adaptation. This is a leak. Wait, hold on. Um, the anime leak one. Sorry, I, I lost track. I was looking at something. So the anime leak got you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the anime leak uh, for Mission of Yozakura Family uh, looks quite interesting. I'm not sure if it's going to be my cup of tea, but I'm uh, definitely going to give it a go. We've got Trin Trinity Trigger, a JRPG game, is going to have an English release in 2023 in Western countries. Um, 
We've got an anime adaptation announcement for the world's fastest level up, which looks very similar to certain other animes that we like. Uh, My Hero Academia Season 6 starts on October 1st. Uh, the prequel images for this looks very good. Uh, we've got Cyberpunk Edge Runners. This premieres on September 13th, kind of sort of lining up with the announcements for uh, the Cyberpunk DLC. They're finally making moves with it. Which we did speak a little bit um, yesterday. Yes, we did. Uh, SAO movie scheduled for October 22nd release in Japan. I've only actually been recently been able to watch the first part of this myself. Uh, so God knows when I'll, be, when I'll be able to watch the second part over here, but it looks very good. I gave the first one very high reviews. We've got two weeks left, guys, until Jujutsu Kaisen Zero drops. Uh, please look forward to this. It's going to be some, some hot press, I think, for that one. We've got a new Reki Kawahara novel coming out. For those of you who don't know who he is, he is the creator of Sword Art Online. Uh, as I heard the name, novel. I knew exactly who we were talking about. And he's making a very kind of another isekai anime which looks very interesting uh we've got berserk golden age arc memorial edition scheduled for october 1st never been a berserk fan but i know a lot of people are b stars final season on netflix has been scheduled for uh, 2024 release we have some nis game announcements these are from the tales series uh we've tales of zero tales of reverie and uh, another one uh, Naoto, Naoto Tales. Uh, we have Process of Elimination coming out in early 2023, as well as Grimoire Marie coming out in spring 2023. These are two JRPG announcements looking very good. Again, NIS games. Uh, I believe we'll have more of these touched in the Tokyo Game Show uh, announcements uh, later in the week. We have, again, pardon my pronunciation of this, Kaiken Zuma Nakimito Kaiken Zero Naore Ga Utsukai Suruhanashi is getting an anime adaptation. This one, again, looks very interesting. Uh, and I believe it's done by animation studio Engel, which uh, are known for producing very high-quality animation. Uh, I'm looking forward to this next one. It... Say that again? I'm looking forward to this one, the third season Yes. Arafuri, Arafur, I can't, I can't pronounce it. Arafurta. Uh, uh, right. uh, yeah, uh, it's getting a season three, and it's been announced, guys. It's a very strong anime, very enjoyable. We've got So So No Friday. Anime adaptation has been announced. Uh, this one again looks very good. Uh, interesting watch. Uh, Labyrinth of Caleria is coming in twenty twenty three. This one has been uh, on my radar for a little while. We've got Love Flops anime adaptation announced for October 12th. This uh, quite quite a late uh, announcement, to be honest. October's like next month. It's directly a month from now, so it's uh, quite kind of a late announcement. The Eminence in Shadow talking about a late announcement has also just been announced for October 5th. Um, and if you want to get later again, we have one month until Blue Lock, uh, which is another announcement that's coming. Uh, I have already touched on Jujutsu Kaisen once, but we have more Jujutsu Kaisen news. Season 2 Shibuya arc is coming, and uh, boy am I excited for this one. And last bit of news for this episode, Tony Kawa Over the Moon for Your Uniform special episode is scheduled for November 22nd. 
lots of news came out all in like one go recently. Uh, last episode we did, we had next to no news, so it's quite uh, interesting to see so many bits of news coming out all at once. That it is. It definitely is. So that is all we have for today, eh? That is all we have for today. Alright. In that case, let's not forget, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and everything else. We also have our own website, thelambertseashow.com, where you can find all our latest episodes. Uh, find out all of our socials, as well as all of our co-host socials. Uh, you can look. Uh, you can find our links to our Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as Radio Public. You can read our latest. You can read our latest news articles. Find out more about your co-hosts and hosts, as well as apply to be a guest through the guest forms or anything else along those lines at over at thelambertseashow.com. Reminder, we are sponsored by All Things Anime. You can find them at atanimeonline.com. Small company, but growing strong. We love them here. That being said, let's go find someone to raid. Let's see who we got available, eh? You know what? She raided us yesterday. We're going to raid her today. We're going to go raid K-Zombies, who is... Currently playing Call of Duty Warzone. I don't think I've ever seen her play anything else. Oh, wait, no. She plays Fortnite, too. Um, she is a very, very excitable streamer. She is very communicative with her chat. You guys will love her. Hit her with a hashtag Lambency Show Raid. That being said, that is going to be the end of this podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And until next time, enjoy yourself.